you're in Seattle, Seattle. And you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbouncedown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 527 now of the Ron and Don Show. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, want to thank Spotify for sponsoring today's show. If you're thinking about a podcast, check out Spotify. Also, Les Schwab, doing the right thing since 1952. And let's not forget about those guys, Ron and Don Real Estate. RonandDonSitdown.com. If you need a couple of great realtors or you need some help with investing or you just need a chit and a chat, all right? And want to thank our friend Mitch.Loans. If you need a loan, he's working for a lot of clients uh, right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a lot of different programs. Uh, He's a mortgage broker, meaning he doesn't just represent one financing institution. He has tons of different programs and options for you. Get a hold of him at Mitch.Loans. Yeah. Hey, and if uh, you want to advertise on this podcast, just reach out to Ron, ron at ronanddon.com. All right? Anyway. Hey, coming up on this show, Ron went to a 1031 class. Here's what's interesting. He went the other morning, and it was 1031 in the morning when the class started. Coincidence? I don't know. We'll talk about it here in just a moment. Also, yeah, as cars are getting safer, why are highways getting deadlier? You could probably guess, and it has to do with a specific addiction that we probably all have at this point. Before we get to that, let's get to this. I haven't told Ron this. I teased it at the end of episode 526. Here we are at 527. I had a friendly reminder left on my truck last night at my gym while I was working out. What's really interesting is there's a park near my house where I have some rental properties where my son has grown up. We play a lot in this park. Uh, Everyone brings their dogs, and even though it's not a dog park... It's kind of a dog park. And one of the reasons it's a dog park and people let their dogs off leash is we've seen like the Ballard Commons, for instance, that park is all fenced off. It's been fenced off for over a year. There were over 150 campers in that park. The minute they take the fencing down, all those campers are going to return. The tents will come back. The RVs will be parked around in a circle and Bruce Harrell will be I don't get why he is getting credit right now for cleaning up the city. Because as I said in the last podcast, Bruce Harrell has become a maid and not a mayor, right? He doesn't do anything other than clean up all these campsites and and all the same RVs. They return in the same form and fashion. And then as people see that they're getting away with it, they get emboldened. I think about that park over in Ballard. My son and I went there two years ago with his new skateboard that my friend uh, Gretchen had given to my son, one of our clients, and her husband. They said, hey, here's a skateboard. Uh, We don't really use it anymore, and we used to use it in an RV park when we go camping. We took the skateboard to the park because it's one of the only places you can drop in. And fast forward, but I was chased out of that park. I turned my phone on. Uh, I don't get scared much. I was a little scared because my son was there, right? We get in the truck. They're pounding on my truck. I have video of it. It's not hyperbole. They surrounded my truck, told me to get the F out of their park. 
uh, left a little dent in the hood I had to pound out. And then we drove off. And I have to say, it, it, it created some real trauma for myself and my son. So we go back to that park because that's where my banking is. And the park is still fenced off. There are many parks around Seattle that are fenced off. And Bruce Harrow cannot take the fencing down, right? There's a lot of parking that's been taken away where you see these eco blocks uh, that the city hasn't put there. Neighborhoods have put there, so RVs can't park there. But now we can't park there either. Anyway, there's a guy in an RV, says Dolphin on the side. You can't miss him. Uh, he likes to to masturbate in his RV, and he likes to do that out in front of SPU. And he also likes to do that out in front of Big Howe Park. So anyway, I saw a little action happening yesterday. I was on my way to the gym. I stopped, I gave him a little honk, rolled down my window, and just said, man, if there's any way you could masturbate somewhere else, not in front of my son's school, which is half a block away, not in front of Big Howe Park, not in front of SPU, but but maybe you could take your masturbation uh, you know, to a different side street, because there were probably, I don't know, it was a beautiful sunny day, maybe 80 to 100 kids in this park. So that's all I said, that's all I said. And then, and I didn't yell and I didn't scream. I just stopped and I, and I talked and I chatted just like I'm chatting right now. Uh, and I honked my horn to get his attention. Beep, beep, beep. And then, uh, I went on to the gym to get in my gym. So, so in essence, what he did is he, he, I had, I, well, let me just give you this note. This note is on a piece of paper. This is bottled water, coconut water, Gatorade. It's, it's a billing piece of paper that you would receive if you first walked in my gym uh, and the manager's not there. And I went there last night after hours. Manager wasn't there. It's dark out. And so if you want a bottle of water or something, you've seen this. You fill out this receipt. Uh, you put in your member name, your phone number, your date, and then you just leave it there. So, so, and the only way to get in the gym is with a key fob or you have to follow someone into the gym, right? So anyway, I had this note left on my truck last night and it has the name of the gym on it. He wanted me to know that he had followed me into my gym, which means he had followed a member into my gym. And he said, I just got your plates. I have your face pick and, and gym. Don't bother me again, or I go to the police. Smiley face. <laughs> and I don't know if he's smiling because he just had a release, masturbating in front of a kid's park. But I have to tell you, uh, I'm sick of it, you guys. I am so sick of it. I am so tired of the entitlement. I'm tired of the violence. I'm tired of the fact that these men, and they're all men, have been emboldened to live in these RVs. They rape women. They commit murder. Our murder rate has never been higher. And you know where a lot of these murders happen? They happen in these RVs. That's where they happen. We don't even hear about it anymore because it's an everyday thing. And sometimes, and I know people that police this, I know where these RVs are right now. There, there's, there's over 70 vehicles, including RVs, that SPD has impounded right now that have been involved over the years in violence, rape, and specifically murder, right? And they don't have enough investigators to 3D all these vehicles. It's a lot of work. Anyway... I have to tell you, if he was able to get in touch with the police and call them on himself for masturbating, I think that would be amazing. But even if you call 911, like I did a couple of weeks ago when it, for a different matter, 
They put me through to the non-emergency line and no one answered. They did it twice. And there's a record of my 911 call if you want to listen to it when I finally got through. And then I had to convince the woman that this really was an emergency. Don't send me to the not emergency line because no one answers that. And so she she took my call and I wrote a, a police report for something that that was different. So uh, in a matter that that that's been handled had nothing to do with this situation. Ron, what say you? What can we do as citizens? Because I think it's a really good idea after this gentleman did this. And it looks like we have to be careful because these people will hunt you down in your own private gym in your neighborhood. And uh, and he didn't threaten me in any way other than he's going to go to the police. Officer Stevens, who uh, works Queen Anne 2 here, is also one of our clients. So you could call Officer Stevens. I have his phone number. Uh, so if I see him again, I'll invite him and I have I have Officer Stevens' card. Uh, what say you about what's happening in Seattle? There's not enough police to fix this. The mayor has created a service that he uses. It costs millions of dollars. Nothing's fixed. As I said on the last program, they have $2 million now. They're going to start replacing glass in downtown Seattle. And all that's going to happen is that glass is going to get broken again. This guy is going to sit out there in his RV and he's going to masturbate in front of kids. And there's not a damn that any of us can do about it. I'm with you on the frustration level. And, you know, I have specific examples around my house of, you know, the homeless village that was slated to be there for 24 months. And that was 36 months ago, you know, and it's still there. Is it still there? Yeah. yeah. And I have a, our, a friend that, you know, Michael came up here to visit and his, his company put him up at the Marriott. He opens his window to the Marriott and there's a homeless encampment behind the Marriott. And it's like, he texts me a picture of it. He's like, that's not, we're doing it a disservice by calling it a homeless encampment. There are plenty of places for people to go that are homeless. Do you see a lot of women and children on the streets? You don't. Cause there this places- is a sanctioned, and, yeah. this is a sanctioned tiny house village encampment by the city, by the, the city. So it's, it's fenced off. It's got a gate, but he's like, he goes, I stay at Marriott's all across America doing my job. This yeah. is the only Marriott that I've ever seen that basically has a homeless village in the parking lot behind the Marriott. So yeah, it's frustrating. Um, I honestly don't know what to do at this point. Like we've, I've been an active participant in this debate for over probably 15 years now. And I've voiced my opinion and, and voiced stuff about things that I've seen that have been more successful than the way we do it here. And it just, we are entrenched in a system that is inefficient. It incentivizes the wrong things and and nobody seems to have the appetite so to log break it. Let me ask you this. One of the richest cities in America Per capita, we get paid more here than most cities other than Santa Clara? Other than a couple, me, no, I still think we get paid more than they do in Austin. Manhattan and, gets and, paid more. Denver, sure. Yeah, but we're, 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 we're relatively close on all that per capita. I don't. I don't think money is an issue. If if you went out to people here that are that own tech companies, and you said, "Hey, Amazon, could you give us a building, and can we call it Mary's Place, and could we have some long term housing in downtown?" I've been there. It's amazing, but it's mostly women and children. For some reason, we've allowed these men to overtake our streets and our neighborhoods, and they're masturbating in front of our kids. That's outrageous.
We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. You know, the weather's starting to change a little bit, getting a little bit better. Some of us are thinking, hey, maybe I'm going to do a road trip. Maybe I'm going to go up to the ski area. Maybe I'm going to go across the mountains. If you're doing any of those things before you go on a big trip, go get your free Les Schwab pre-trip safety check. They're going to take a look at your tires, your battery, your brakes, your alignment, and more. Then if there's anything that needs uh, fixing, they're going to recommend based on what you really need. Or what if you need some fixings, Ma? (laughs) Anyway, I think that's the Beverly Hillbillies 1943. Anyway, if you need new tires, you guys, save up to $150 right now. It's Les Schwab's Founders Day celebration sale. You can select tire sizes, different types. All you got to do is go to LesSchwab.com and see what's available right now. That's LesSchwab.com or stop by yeah a les schwab tire center just about 84 locations to serve you to find the one near you again les schwab.com that's les schwab where they've been doing the right thing since 1952 hey you guys we just want to take a moment to thank everyone that got their ron and don sit down mug and their ron and don coffee pot in 2022 and here we come in 2023 what i mean by that whenever we sit down with somebody we give them a camp mug that says ron and don i sat down with ron and don and then after we've done a transaction where maybe we bought a piece of real estate together or we have sold a piece of real estate or invested in a piece of real estate then around this time of year we send them the coffee pot that says ron and don on it too that way we can't be forgotten that's correct if you want to sit down with us and talk about your real estate journey it's pretty simple takes 30 to 45 minutes it's absolutely free to do it and let's find out together if we would be a good team in 2023 to work toward whatever it is on your real estate quest. Yeah, there's two ways you can do this. They're both very easy. One is you can just email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com. Just say, hey, Ron, uh, I heard you guys talking about the sit-down. What do I need to do? Second thing is you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com, poke around the website a little bit, read up a little bit on uh, what people are saying about us, what our reviews are, what uh, more information there is, and you can schedule a sit-down right there. Just hit the schedule a sit-down button. All right. We'll see you guys at the sit-down, and believe me, when you see us in person, yeah, we're as scary as we sound. (laughs) Now back to the show. Man, you guys, I love the sun. I love the length of days. And this is a good time to go shopping for real estate because you can get off work, go uh, start kicking tires, opening doors. Um, Ron, it is a good time to buy. The uncertainty in the market means if you're willing to take on some risk, you're also willing to take on some big reward. This is how I became a millionaire in the last downturn is I was buying when other people were running from the banks. I was in the bank filling out my paperwork and working hard to get a loan so I could go tie, tie down a piece of real estate, right? I, uh, every time I've ever purchased something, I always felt it was too expensive. And then oh, five oh. to 10 years later, it wasn't. I was talking to an agent the other day. They had some buyers that passed on a house because the payment was $110 more a month than they wanted to budget. Not that they couldn't afford the 110 They just had set this wasn't an artificial budget they were like this is our budget and they loved the house yeah. it was a hundred and ten dollars more per month and i was like that's crazy because in probably you know two years three years they'll be able to refinance and it'll be hundreds of dollars less than that yeah and the house will be more and you can refine it like all the stuff we always talked about so it's like people come up with these paradigms where it's like 
Yeah, when you buy something, it's expensive. But over the long term, housing has been one of, if not the best performing assets, especially in a market like Seattle. Yeah, and the way you can test that is just if you're an agent, you say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take $110 a month for the next two years out of of my commission. So now what's the real reason? (laughs) Right. Right? That's what I would say. I'm going to cover you for the next two years because in the next 18 months, you're going to be able to refinance. And probably in less than a year, you'll be able to refinance as rates are coming down. So, and even if you get on an arm right now, you have seven years, right? So nonetheless, if you need us, ronadonsitdown.com. Speaking of that, our last newsletter, Ron wrote something about a 1031 exchange. Real quick, frame the 1031 and then let's talk about what you learned this week because you went to uh, a 1031 expertise class. And this is a way to really snowball. You hear us use the word snowball. This is the way to really snowball real estate. And we're going to talk more about this particular topic on our Friday show. We're doing a Friday show now. The Friday show is about 18 minutes, usually, for whatever reason. It always lands at 18 minutes. It's just about real estate. It's one segment. And I've been learning a lot uh, having Ron teach us and also learning a lot sharing some things with you. So let's just touch on it, and then we'll come back on the Friday show, and and we'll go a little deeper about this class you took this week. Yeah, so it was a 1031 exchange class. I think the the biggest things that most people would not – uh, realize happens is 1031 is a tax code number. Uh, and within that, the tax code number, what the provision says is that if you have a real estate, a piece of real estate that is an, in, uh, an investment property, it's not your primary residence, that you can basically sell that property, buy a like kind property for equal or greater value and, and defer the taxes for that uh, piece of property, basically indefinitely. So to give you an example, you have a, uh, it, it really, the th- one of the things I learned that was fascinating is like kind is very broad. So you could have a piece of land, Don, that you're using as for investment purposes. You could sell that piece of raw land and buy an apartment building as long as it's uh, of, of equal or greater value and defer the taxes uh, on that property. So for instance, if it's a million dollar piece of property, the tax liability on that is around $250,000 uh, on a million dollars. So you basically get to take 250 grand, put it towards your next purchase and, and pay zero tax on that. That's what the 1031 program is. There's quite a few rules involved, uh, and we can get more into it uh, in our Friday example. But um, the, the flexibility within the program, I was actually surprised by, uh, if you know what you're doing, how you can make different... And can it be your primary, or, or it has to be a, a secondary property? It has to be an it investment. It has to be an investment property. Yeah. And there are certain time frames like you could you could uh, like, for instance, I bought a house in Burien. I lived in it so I could get it as a loan as my primary stayed in it for the allotted time that I needed to moved out. And now if I'm out of it for two years, it is now an investment piece of property. So, so what? So that's this is really interesting. Uh, so how long did you have to live in the property? So, hey, you guys listen to this your primary you don't have to put 20 or 30 percent down like you do on an investment property or vacation home you can put no money down which i don't suggest doing or you can put like five percent down or maybe your fha on it 
How long though? Because you do not want to commit mortgage fraud. Do not lie to the bank because the bank will come by and if it's not your primary, you're in trouble. So do not do that. All right. Uh, how long did you have to commit to living in the property to put less money down and to control it as your primary? Well, I still think I put 20% down on this house. Uh, but you're right. There are other loan programs that would have been less. I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember. I believe it's two years. I think that it's two years. I'm, I'm, for I'm, it. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent certain yeah. on that, but I so, believe it's two years. So then, what happens is now you have switched that over to a to, rental. To a rental. If another two years go by, which where, I think it has, hasn't it? Yeah, where you can prove rental income. So now, I theoretically, I could sell that through a 1031, buy something else. And, and defer the taxes. So it would be significant. Yeah. Like So that's how people buy dream homes. A lot of times you think you're gonna save up for your dream home and you're not. You just there's there's not enough there's not enough time. There's just not. But that's how people do it. So they will buy I had a friend do this. He bought a home like Ron did, made it his primary, lived in it for a couple of years, moved out of the home, rented the home out, and used the home as a rental. And got appreciation, depreciation, and cash flow for almost 10 years. Then pulled some of that money out and turned around and deployed that money in other buildings. Then when it was time to buy that vacation home, pulled the money out went and bought a vacation property over in Maui where they wanted to live, right? And then what he did is he 1031 that home. Didn't make it his primary, so he still had to put a lot of money down on that. 1031 the, the money into that property. It has to be equal or, or greater value. And now that home is a rental, getting rental income. And so what can happen in a couple of years, you can hang on to the property, you can move into the property and make it your primary, or you can turn around and you can sell that property and you can 1031 that again and keep pushing your capital gains into the future. So that's correct. And there's specific timelines on that and you can do it indefinitely. Uh, and the cool thing that, that, uh, yeah, you can just do it indefinitely. We can get into more depth under, under the Friday real estate only show. See you on the other side. Three, two, one, buy down. What the hell does that mean? Uh, Mitch is here from Mitch.loans. What is a three, two, one buy down? Because when the market was going crazy these past couple of years and there weren't enough homes for all the buyers and money was cheap, I didn't hear of a three, two, one buy down. What is that? Yeah, and investors are definitely bringing it back. And you hear me say all the time, your rate is not your rate. There's room to negotiate. And now with sellers being in a little bit of a panic, they can actually give you money to buy down your rate. They can do it up front or they can do a buy down. And a 3-2-1 buy down means that you get a rate of 3% less than the market rate for a year, 2% less for another year, 1% less for another year. And it's the year four that you finally actually start paying the current rate. And if you refi out, you actually get all of that prepaid interest refunded back to you. So there's no risk. If rates drop in the next year, you get all that money back. You didn't waste that money. Yeah. So you hear everyone say all the time, date the rate, marry the property. That's how you do it with a three, two, one buy down from Mitch.loans. Reach out to him today. 
All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. If you need us again, Ron and Don, sit down.com, or you can lay down like Charlie's doing right now. Yeah. We're always here for you as your realtors, your broadcasters, and friends, and thanks for trusting us, listening to us, loving us. We appreciate all that. Uh, this is really weird. I was listening to Elon Musk talk the other day about the fact that he is giving away a lot of his technology to other car makers to make the car safer. Do you know Mercedes used to do the same thing? Volvo would do the same thing. Uh, it's one of the reasons why if you get in a crash in a Volvo or Mercedes, the technology is identical. And you have to be really careful because you're about to get popped by 19 airbags. There's lots of airbags on all those cars. Typically, if you die in a high-impact crash, like in the back of a Volvo uh, or a Mercedes, sometimes it's the it's it, when, you're, when you're flying, it can be the airbag, right? It's one of the reasons why you don't want to have your kid kiddo when they're too young. My son just started riding in the front of the truck, and he's so excited about it that he can sit up in the front seat. But that's because his pediatrician and science will tell you, yeah, you, you don't sit them up there. That bag will come out and decapitate them. So you have to be really, really careful with all that. So all that to say, our cars are getting a lot safer. The technology, and I drive an old truck, but anytime I get in an Uber and I get in a newer car and I see the technology, or even Ron has a, has a great car, I'm amazed at all the technology that's in these vehicles. And one of the issues and the problem that we have in a conundrum is a lot of us have become addicted to the technology, just not our phones, but the, the technology that's in our cars. We are being, you know, we're looking at that switch and going, man, you know, maybe I take a nap in my Tesla. And we've seen these stories of somebody going down the interstate at 85 miles an hour and they're on autopilot and they're sitting in the front seat and they're taking a siesta, right? We're probably going to see more of that, not less. The, the thing is, our addiction to all this technology has once again made our interstates some of the most deadly interstates in the world. S schools in some ways can be some of the most deadly places because all the mass shootings but Ron, what is happening on our interstates? It used to be drunk drivers, and now it's people that are drunk on technology. Yeah, distracted driving now is the leading cause of death uh, in car accidents. And the thing that's interesting, and you talk about this a lot when it comes to policing and, and uniformity across the country, there's not uniformity right now on, on traffic information so that legislators can make really informed decisions. So in some jurisdictions... Uh, you still have a guy with a piece of paper and there's a car crash and he comes out there and he sort of takes notes on his little notepad like a, he's writing a ticket and then goes back to the precinct and puts that in and whatever data points were on that, it's on there. And, and they said, you know, uh, being high or drunk is relatively easy because you either are or you're not. Like they do a, a, a blood test and it's like there was either alcohol in the system or not. So it's easy to check that box determining how distracted a person was with their, their phone in their hand is not as easy. So it can either be the phone or like you said, the entertainment dashboard that is now standard in most cars. I have a touch screen on my phone where it, it runs through my Apple dashboard and I can pull up a podcast uh, or make a phone call uh, through the car. And that's supposed to be safer, but 
distracted driving. So I think the first thing, at least in this story that I was talking about this, is to standardize and get more granular on the level of distraction. So if you could prove, let's say, for instance, that someone had texted uh, right before this accident, that's a very important piece of information. If you can prove then if it was a hands-free versus hands-on text, very important. If they were on the phone, very important. That they, they, they did a survey, 19% of people have admitted to shopping on their phone while driving. That so, number seems low to me. I think it's shopping. Higher. I think it's much higher. And so it could be much higher. So much higher. They're, 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 so once we get that uh, more robust data set, then you know you come in and say, hey, um, and I would I would bristle against this at first and have all sorts of rationalizations, but but I can see the case of going while you are driving, the phone automatically when you plug it into your car automatically disables texting if you can't last which a lot of people do that to themselves a lot right? of people do that to themselves but it's an opt-in situation huh, so um there could be a, an easy case for that uh and, and so i don't know it, it's um it's clear that technology got us into this rise in traffic deaths and if we could make some technological systems to get out of it. Um, the convenience of it is amazing, though. I use my map almost every time I'm going somewhere that I don't know, uh, and I'm glancing at the screen to see the map. Uh, I'm playing my entertainment through that screen. And when I get a text, you can respond by voice uh, as you drive. And so it is, it's definitely a part of my driving routine now. Am I distracted when I do that? I'm sure I am. Yeah. How could I not be? Because you got to take your eyes off the road, even for a split second. Then I see, oh, Don just texted me. I hit the thing. It will read it, mm -hmm. and then I can respond to you by touching it again and speaking. You know, Siri comes over and says, "Do you want to respond?" I say, "Yes." Hey, Don, I'll be over there in ten minutes. Send. Um, I still texted you. I did it by voice, but you, you know, the the distraction was there. Yeah, something that I've done. That helps me because I've been trying to crack this because I because we're all our our it's a pain in the huh sometimes when your phone is going off all the time and you're trying to figure out is this person a client because I love talking to our clients or is this somebody that bought my phone number online and they're trying to sell me a cruise to Mexico along with some Viagra right those are the what what are the calls that you get? I get cruises and Viagra. Mostly, get, uh, you put those two things together. That's a hell of a cruise. I either get um, someone speaking Mandarin Chinese, I don't get which that. I don't know how I got on that list, but I'm on that list. Okay, and I get a lot of uh, Do you want to donate money to this cause or that cause? Oh, really? Specifically, a lot of police unions. Okay, and I, I finally told a guy today. It's like I love the police. Can you take me off your list? We've done tremendous things for the police over the years. I donate to the police in my local area. Do you know it's really the police, though? Do you think I don't know if it's the police the or not. So it's just like, don't don't come. But yeah. again, you have to pick up that phone yeah. in our business. Two things that I do that have helped me is, number one, if I'm not, I use the mapping system on my phone. Like, I think a lot of us do, because the mapping system in my truck, it takes too long to engage it, and I end up just yelling through at the microphone through the steering wheel, and it never gets it right. So my phone is great. So I will... Use the phone if I'm going to map. I don't have any of my notifications, text messages, anything. Nothing is forwarded to my truck. I disconnected all that. And I've also disconnected most of my notifications that always go off of my phone because it's just going off all the time. We check our phones anyway. 
And what's the difference of whether you got that text message now or 21 minutes from now? I also take the phone in the cradle in my truck and I turn it around. So it's backwards. That has helped me a lot. Because I look at that and I see the back of the phone and it just reminds me to drive. And you know what? Driving is actually pretty fun. Uh, being aware of your surroundings is actually pretty fun. Getting away from technology is fun. And being able to do that in your car. Sometimes I want to listen to a podcast. I will start the podcast on my phone, get it going through the speakers, and then I'll turn my phone around in the cradle. I have done that. And without the notifications binging me and without me – because you'll look at that screen. Even if you're not using the mapping system, you just will. And if your notifications are and someone pings you or whatever, you're going to be distracted. And it's in that distraction where we've all almost got in an accident. It's in that distraction where you've almost hit a pedestrian. It's in a distraction where you didn't see that. Because most of the time, 99.9% of the time, your brain can handle the distraction and keep driving. And then at some point, at some point though, you cross that line. And I just remind myself, if I kill someone in a crosswalk, if I hit someone that's on a bike, I don't drink and drive. So it doesn't matter if I haven't been drinking and driving. I'm still going to jail, and you're going to jail too, and it's not freaking worth it. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of The Ron and Don Show. I want to thank Les Schwab today. Their spring tire sale is going on right now, so stop by one of their 84 locations in Western Washington doing the things that's Well, the right thing since 1952. Thanks to Mitch at Loans. If you're thinking about pulling some cash out right now in this market and going out and tying down a piece of real estate and then saying, hey, when I get a year or two years down the road, then I'll buy that interest rate back down. Get connected with Mitch at Mitch.Loans. And you don't have to pay 6 or 7% right now on a home. You get a two-for-one or a three-for-one buy-down. He can explain all that, Mitch.Loans. Also, I want to thank Spotify, Ron, for sponsoring today's show. Yeah, if you want to start a podcast, they have Spotify for podcasters now, and uh, it's absolutely free of charge, and you can make some money as you grow your audience. Yeah, get signed up for the Nation News. I just sent out the Nation News today. It's the newsletter that Ron and I have. I think we have about 5,000 people in our newsletter. We don't sell it to other realtors we don't we, we we don't sell it to anyone you guys and and that really is the business right the reason starbucks everyone wants your information not only are they using it but then they're selling that information to others starbucks is one of the worst so don't forget when you go into the van store and they're like hey can we email you a receipt yeah guess what they're really doing besides emailing your receipt be careful with that stuff, you guys. All right? We don't sell that information. We send out one newsletter a week. I just sent out a newsletter on one of our backyard cottages that we had a demo and then turn around. It's back online. I share the story. Ron took a video. You see the fire, and then you see life after the fire because there's always life after a fire. Just go to ronandonsitdown.com to get signed up for the Nation News. And if you need us, Ron, just reach out. Yeah, Ron at ronandon.com, or you can set up a Ron and Don sit down at ronandonsitdown.com. Let's get in the game. Let's let, let, let this be your year yeah. to uh, get into real estate. Hey, coming up, episode 528. I was pretty shocked this week to see an article about plastic rocks that are showing up on beaches around the world because there's so much plastic in our oceans and our water supply, and it's in us. Uh, we have a great friend by the name of Charles Schulz that's going to be stopping by. Uh, he's an expert when it comes to plastic in oceans, and he's trying to stop it. So we will talk to him in episode 528. Make sure you listen, 
share, give us a five-star review, and give me a high five sometime when you see me out in public, all right? And don't leave nasty notes for me at the gym. All you have to do is come up and say, hey! Oh, that scare you, Charlie? What's going on, O'Neal? And I'll say, hey! What's going on with you? Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. It's a picture-perfect day in the great specific Northwest. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Oh, hey! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Only.